You're listening to the Upper Room Frisco podcast. To learn more about UR Frisco, please visit upperroomfrisco.com. So I want to talk to you about hardship, and I want to talk to you about walking through hardship. And my goal is to give you some tools in your tool belt when you're walking through hard stuff. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I'm, when I'm like, when things are rough, something's going on, I'm having a hard time, I have, I have certain things I go to, and a lot of times I'll like pull up a podcast and I'm like, help, just tell me what to do. You know, because all the things that you know to do, you forget, you forget about. When you're in this, you're in this, you know, Chris and Demi are seeing the reckless love of God, and you're, woo, the reckless, and then, and then tomorrow, like something, all your tires blow out, and somebody throws up, and you're late for work, and you, you know, you get a mean text message, and you forget all about the reckless love of God, and you don't remember how to be a Christian again, you just like reeling. Isn't that true? You forget. And so like I had one I used to always pull up. I used to go find it. And for years, I would go find it. When things were hard, I'm drowning. Find it because you gave these practical things. What do I do? I'm this, I'm drowning in yuck right now. What do I do? And so it helped me um, to do that. So I want to help you. Help me help you. Help him help us. Uh, So I want you to open your Bibles to, uh, we're going to start in John chapter 16. And let let me set this up a little bit. Because when I say hard things, I mean the whole gamut of hard things. I mean when something catastrophic happens, like a terrible illness or unfaithfulness in a marriage or a divorce or something, a job loss, something catastrophic. I mean, everything from that to, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm not making good decisions and I'm, I'm, I'm like digging myself a pit. And so it's my fault and I'm an idiot and I'm, here I am. I mean, that kind of hard stuff. And I mean, the kind of hard stuff that's totally normal, like, growing pains, like my kids are driving me nuts, all the, all the hard stuff. And so you can apply everything that we'll talk about today to anything going on. So maybe life is great right now. What I want you to do is get put on a piece of paper or pull out the notes app on your phone and just think of just one thing. Just one, some of you, it's going to be really easy. Like, this is hard. And I want you to write it down right now. <laughs> think of the thing and just you can just one or two words it's fine take note the longer I walk with the Lord the longer the more convicted I am there's a there's a door open before me there's an invitation for, for him to walk through, for me to know him more, for him to meet me. No matter, again, like I said, if I caused the dumb thing or if it's happening to me or if it's just a normal hard thing, all of it can be an invitation to meet him. 
And then, of course, when I meet him, then I grow and I become more like him. And so I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss any of those. If there's a door open before me where I can meet Jesus more and look more like him, I want to do it. Amen. Um, I'm going to scoot back. This is very broad here. Okay. And this is also very high. Like, who is the... Wow. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's look at John chapter 16, verse 33. These few chapters in John are my favorites. It's when Jesus talks a whole bunch. If you have red letters, they're all red. And I think they're... the some of the most important things he says because it's right before he's going to the cross. It's like that. It's like the fireside, here we go. This is the important things. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. And I, I, I love this particular one because I always joke, no one ever put this on a mug <laughs> or stitched it on a pillow, you know. Uh, but it's, it's nonetheless a promise and um, so I want us to look at this. John 16, 33. I have said these things to you. So we said a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to go back and look at it. But here's why. Why has he said all these things? That in me you may have peace or rest, an inner rest, or being settled. I've said all these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is always putting before us these two different realities. It's like, in me you have this, and in the world you have this. And he's always putting these two realities in, in front of us. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> He's always, I mean, we, everyone saw you. We're just saying hi. Uh, it starts at five, right? So. <laughs> okay, so he's always putting us in these two realities, right? It's like, in me, you have this, but in the world, you're going to have this. And so we're, we're always put in this, he's juxtaposing the big word, I know, these two things. And, and it's like, in me, you have this, but this. And so to me, it's like, in, it's like the same with the, the knowledge of good and evil and the tree. There's, today, I've put before you life and death, what are you going to choose? So there's always these two realities. And one's here, and yet he's always calling us here. And so how do we get there? No, really, how do we get there? Like, I know that, that I've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, and I have everything that I need that pertains to godliness, and I, I know all of that, but how do I really do that tomorrow? What, is, what does that look like? So we're going to look at 
hardship, tribulation, and we're going to go on a journey about how, what do we do when we find ourselves in this spot, okay? So I've got a bunch of definitions. I'm going to totally geek out on you, and it's going to be really fun because it's very helpful. I don't like giving you definitions if it's not, and what exactly is very helpful in this case. It's going to expand our minds to understand what exactly he's saying. So can you throw up the definition of tribulation? It's that um, flipsis. There it is. So this word tribulation is an internal pressure that causes someone to feel confined, restricted, or without options. So when you're in something hard, think of your thing. Can you recognize that feeling? The thing you wrote down, can you recognize the feeling? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm confined. I like to call it a tight place. I'm in a tight spot. And human nature is like, get me out. It's not like, oh, how can I grow in this? It's get me out, right? I want out. Like, my, my boss stinks. I hate sitting in this cubicle. I'm like, it's get me out. I want out. My marriage is hard. I want out. Whatever it is, I would like to remove this intense, tight place that I'm in. So this word, tribulation, it's interesting, there was a tool in ancient agriculture that they used this same root word, and it was called a tribulum. Can you put up the picture first of this? So I'm not, I'm not, I grew up in a West Texas in a farming town, but I'm still not very agricultural, but, so forgive me, but a tribulum was, had these pieces of wood put together, And then those are sharp pieces of flint stone that are sticking out of the wood. And I'm going to describe what they would do with it, and then we're going to watch a tiny video of it. So y'all can get And that would get put onto the whomever. And then the farmer or whomever would stand on it. So now you've got the wheat. Imagine the wheat under my feet. And you've got this, this wood thing with these sharp deals at the bottom and the heavy farmer guy standing on top. And then the oxen or the mule or whatever, he's holding on to the reins and it pulls him along and it threshes and cuts that wheat underneath it. So imagine your tight spot, your tribulation in this picture... You're not the mule, and you're not the farmer, and you're not the wood or the stone, but you are the thing that's underneath going, so can you show this video? I know this is so random. Can you fast forward it? Yeah, there you go, to like the minute one. You can just, yeah, there we go. Kind of go along. Yeah. 
Okay. There they are pulling it without him. See, now he's standing on that tribulum. And see what it's doing to the wheat? Alright, that's good. You get the idea, yes? It's powerful imagery. Tribulation. So Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you have peace, but in the world you have tribulation. You have this experience of being rode upon by a big farmer with these sharp stones stripping you. And yet, it's in me, you have peace. But here you and I are. I mean, we're in him, but then we are in the world. Like, we are in life. And so we're experiencing these two realities at the same time. And as believers, he's always inviting us into, how can I where is that place where in me you have peace? I want to go there. In the middle of my... So let's turn back a little bit to the beginning of this narrative to John 14. I love my Bible. Do you love your Bible? You need to love your Bible. We used to sing this song. I used to teach nursery in my church growing up. And, oh, I love to pat the Bible, the Bible. Did anyone do that? <laughs> know that song? <clears throat> I still do it sometimes. Okay, John 14, verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. It's a similar word, troubled, but it's like an inner agitation. Believe in God, believe also in me. So this is Jesus talking. In my Father's house are what? All right, in Jesus' Father's house are many rooms. He says, if it were not so, would I come again and will take you to myself? You know that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. Jesus is always talking in these confusing, what? And so I, I love Thomas so much. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? It's like this, Thomas is like, what? What? And Jesus says again in this, what? <laughs> I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I want to take us from this tight place, this tribulation, this, this confined, no options, no way out spot, whatever hardship you happen to be walking through, to this wide open place of this house in the Father that Jesus has prepared for us that has many rooms. We all have a room. Amen? And I want to propose to you that this room is not the wild blue yonder. 
when we meet him in the sky. It is for that, but it is right now. There is a place that when we're confined and squeezed and tight and we want to escape, there is a holy escape. And it's the one that Jesus paved. And there's a place where there's the Father's house and there's many rooms. And I want to go there. I want to go there when I'm struggling, when I'm confined, when I feel tight, when I don't know what to do, when I'm frustrated, when I'm irritated, when I'm depressed, when I'm all those things. I want to find that place. He made a way for me. And he's inviting us when he says, like, you're good. So I want to take you now to um, Romans 5. I'm a church kid. I've been in church my whole life. And my dad was a preacher. And so I have heard the verses we're about to read a ton of times, as many of you probably have. And I always thought they meant one thing. And the more I've studied it and the Lord's been showing me, it it doesn't mean at all what I thought. And it's so much more freeing and life-giving and grace-supplying than I ever understood before. And so, I'm, to be really real with you, I'm really learning to boast in my weakness and to rest in his goodness and to lay down and go, I don't know, because he's the way. Practically, not so you can go rah, 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 like, let me make a Facebook post of like how great I'm doing in my walk with Jesus, but a rah, 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 like, God, you are, I have nothing, you're everything. And I, 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 I don't, I don't need to be afraid of my weakness today. I don't need to be freaked out by my tight place, but it's just this time when I like, okay, this trustful, if you will, into his goodness and his provision and his way. So let's read Romans 5. If you're like me and you've been in church your whole life and you've heard all these <laughs> verses, <clears throat> I really believe there's a tool. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace. Remember that when he says, in me you have peace? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained what? We've obtained access. So think back. I'm taking you on a journey. Think back. You have access to this place where there's many rooms. Through him, he's the way. He's my access. He's my way. I have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our... Same word. This one says sufferings. The other one said tribulation. Exact same word. So think back to the tribulum. Think back to the wheat being pressed upon, being cut, 
being stripped. Think about your sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces what? Endurance, and endurance produces, and character produces, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How many of you have heard that a billion times? It's so good, and I think it's better, it's going to get better, okay? So I'm just going to unpack it little by little, because this has changed my life. Verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. So the word rejoice, this is to boast. Or living with your head up high. Boasting from a particular vantage point by having the right base of operation to deal successfully with a matter. So it would be like this. Here's you and I, like our hard thing. Um, what example could I use today? Um, I'll give you a, a practical one. When I had it, my son, when he was one and a half, he had this respiratory condition that dragged on for months and months and months. And it had him... <coughs> Up, breathing treatments, which would cause him to vomit, which would cause me to have to change his sheets multiple times a night. And I was starting to be worried, starting to be annoyed, frustrated, irritated, sleep deprived. Okay, so you get the picture. So that's that was my hard thing. So imagine me in my hard thing, and I'm. It's like here's 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 me in my hard thing. It's kind of on top of me. It's like it's two a.m. I hear vomit again. I get up and I'm 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 frustrated. I'm annoyed. My flesh is screaming. I'm frustrated with my husband that he didn't get up. I'm frustrated that my kids coughing and I don't know why. And I'm mad at the doctor and I'm mad that like I gotta change his sheets now. And oh, and I was pregnant at the time. So I'm mad that I'm pregnant having to do all this. And I'm uh, so you get the picture. It's like the hard thing. And then I'm just manifesting ugly (laughs) under it. Okay. And then what happens, I'll tell you what, what the Lord told me, but what happens when I boast then is now I'm up here and I'm boasting in the Lord and who he is and the things that he's shown me, even though I'm, I, I didn't do anything to get here. Amen? Like, we, I mean, we sang it tonight. Well, I don't deserve it. I didn't do anything to get up here. But when I just choose to align, and I'm doing it here because it's like, this is where the Holy Spirit, I heard, slow. <laughs> It's here, and I choose to line up with that reality. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm lining up. I'm doing this, this like, wow, this doesn't make any sense to me, Lord, but this is what you said to do. So I'm just going to childlike obey. You said rejoice in my suffering. I heard him one night in the middle of the night. He said, I want you to rejoice every time Freeland vomits. And I was like, no. Like, that sounded good at, like, 10 a.m. Like, okay, we could, 
no. And, and so then, but I decided to just do it. I decided to just do it even though that even annoyed me. And so I, he vomited and I was mid about to go into my manifesting annoyedness again. And I just started saying, Lord, I just thank you. I just bless you. I bless you that we have sheets to wash. I bless you that I have a son who does vomit. I bless you that I, and I just, whatever I could come up with, and I had to do it out of my mouth. I, I couldn't, I, it wasn't like a nice spiritual moment. Like I had to be loud about it. And I had to boast in the Lord, in this, in the middle of this suffering. And I went from being down there with it on top of me to all of a sudden I'm up here and I'm like, oh no, the enemy's not going to steal from me like this. He is trying to make me frustrated in my marriage. He's trying to make me have despair, not, not trying to make me scared about my son's health. He's trying to make me, and no, 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 he doesn't win. And I just, but it, it, it first happened with this, this, obedient, like, this is dumb, but I'm going to do it. And that took me up. And we went from like me having to hold him down with a breathing treatment on his face, him screaming to like, we would watch worship YouTube videos and he would be with the thing on, this is how I fight my battles. And it wasn't just a nice thought. It was a real thing. It was a real thing. And so I want, what I want us to do is, like, either this is real and has what we need in it or not. But if it's real and if it has what we need and if there's power in what it says, then what if we just did it and it made our real everyday lives, commuting to work and going to the grocery store and whatever, and it made it real, where the Holy Spirit, where the presence of God, where the person of Jesus, where the place that he's made for you and I, where that we can actually step into it. To me, like that, that, I love miracles, I love signs and wonders, I love that all, and I love church, I love prayer sets, but to me, oh, if we could get that, we will be living supernaturally. Like, that's when our kids take notice, that's when our, I mean, things would shift, right? So, we rejoice in our tight place. I just, we're going to reframe some words so that our minds wake up to this reality. Yes? We rejoice. We boast in our sufferings. It's completely backwards. It makes no sense, and it's the most freeing thing ever. To boast in your weakness, in your suffering, in your tight place, in your I don't know, what the heck. That's the place where he can break in and bear it. And that's, that's, that takes me to my next point. So not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Don't you wish it wasn't like set up this way? It just, but it is. <laughs> like, it just is. But here's the beauty. 
I'm a long distance runner and I no, I'm not. I was a long distance runner. <laughs> I'm a lot older now. So, um, but I used to think that endurance like this meant what I would do in cross country, which is I'm not very athletic and I'm not coordinated, but I had this mental ability to like just keep going when I was miserable. I could just keep going. I don't know. That's not this. Okay, we don't all have to be marathon runners. This endurance that is talking about, I want you to put this one up. Um, this is the hupo, hupo meo or something like that. This is a cheerful endurance, constancy, enduring, patience, patient continuance. But this is the next part is what I love so much. Is there an, another chunk after that? I'll just tell you. It's the continual dependence of the Christian upon Christ. So imagine it's not, it's not this is really hard and I'm going to just, I can do this. I can do, I'm a Christian. I can do this. I can do this. It's this constant, leaning on Christ, on his righteousness, on his grace, on his mercy, on his strength, on his ability to make beauty for ashes, on his ability to bind up a broken heart. It's this constant leaning. Like one of the words, one of the same places that uses the same words just to describe a boat that's like just waiting by the seashore, just kind of just waiting. Can you picture a boat just just it's like grin and bear it and have it you just keep going jesus 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 think about your thing what think about your thing that you wrote down What would it look like for you to take off your figure outer, to take your rights, your what you think it should be like? What would it look like for you to just, and just be that boat waiting, Jesus? I don't know how, you, I don't know what you're going to do, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do this, but Lord, Jesus, it's just these eyes, they're just Let's go to the next part. I think this is my favorite part. <clears throat> Are you with me? We're boasting in our tight place, the confined place, the tribulation. We know that when we're in that tight place, it produces this endurance, this just constant leaning, this continual dependence. And that continual dependence, not Larissa's so amazing, she's going to learn all these great, she's, no, 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 this constant dependence on him, that produces what? Come on. Character. Okay, 
this part, this word blows my mind. It's so good. So this word, you can put it up here. Do, dokimon. Dokim, I don't know. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> there it is. Uh, proving trial, approved, tried character, a proof, a specimen of tried worth. So the thing that really helped me understand this is that in the ancient world, there were, um, there were men who made the coins of the day that people used to buy and sell. Yes, they made coins, and there were some who tried to um, they tried to make them of less value but look the same. Right, So they're like stamped the same, but if you weighed it on a scale, it wouldn't have the correct weight, right? So there were a bunch of men who were attempting to make money in that way, but there were certain men whom the state approved who had this, like, you know, like a CPA. They had this title. They had these letters or under their name, and they, it's like stamp, this guy makes the real thing. You get it? Same, those men were called dokime. And so they would make money that if you weighed it next to the real thing, it would measure out. It would balance out. And so you and I, it makes me think of the scripture, these, these light momentary afflictions are producing in me what? An eternal what? An eternal weight of glory is that you and I, when we're in these, when we're that wheat that's in our tight spot, when we're boasting in that place and we're leaning out of that process, and both you, Satan, and the world get to see, wow, that's, that's like Christ. It's not just by name. It's not just by their Instagram posts. It's not because they lead a Bible study. It's not because, wow, and there's a weight. Do you know people who you know, like, there is a weight to their life? For whatever reason, this is how it's been set up, that when we go through those things, that's what comes out. But the challenge before us is like, it doesn't have to, it, it doesn't have to go that way. <laughs> like that piece, that piece when I'm down here and he, and I'm just, bah! I could choose bitter. I could choose despair. And I have, have you? I have, I've done that. I've chosen the selfish route, the bitter route, the I'm checked out route, the I'm going to escape to something else. This tight spot, like I'm, I'm going to go to something else. We all have. But this, that is like, it's the tiniest moment of the I'm going to boast in the Lord. And it's the most ridiculous, 
thing that you don't want to do in that moment. Like I, I heard a couple say a couple weeks ago that, that when they fight, uh, they'll be in the middle of a fight and one of them will say, let's pray. <laughs> it's kind of like a deal they made. And so, but inevitably the other one's like, no, I don't. So they go to like grab hands and, and, and it's, mm-hmm. but it's that mo- And inevitably they said they always end up laughing because it's so, so dumb, whatever got them to that place. But it's that moment where we get to depend on him. Not, 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 and, and here's the beautiful thing about Jesus is that this, this, I hate, I don't, I, it's not a formula, but this way of choosing his way, you can totally do it. Like, this isn't, this isn't outside of your, so many things when we're going through junk, so many things we just can't control. We just, we don't know what to do. We can't do anything about it. It's just, it's happening and we're just, or we don't know what to do about it. But this, any one of us in this room, my, my little kids can do this. We can do this. This is within your ability to will to do this, to boast in your sufferings. And that to me is really freeing. It's like, I have no idea what to do. And I want to run to all kinds of other things to not deal with the feeling that I have of that thing running over me and stripping me and crushing me and my flesh is screaming. And But I could do this. And I want to encourage you, like, I, I guarantee you this is going to happen. This week, it will happen. Some of you, something's going to come up, and you're going to have the flash of a thought, that woman was talking about this thing, and you're going to have a flash of a thought, I, Holy Spirit's going to bring it up, and you're going to think, I should do that. What is she saying I should do? I should do it. <laughs> because because you, what, even physiologically, and neurologically, when those things happen, we just lose our ability to think straight. We're just, we're functioning in another. But this is how we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And how we're not conformed to this world, but we could be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's in that place where I renew my mind to line up with something backwards, upside down, ridiculous, and holy, and full of grace. And so... It's going to happen this week. You're going to have a moment, and I want to encourage you, don't, no, do something completely out of your norm, out of the ordinary. Jump into the boast. In a, in a, in a, if you're at work and you need to go to the bathroom, you need to run to your car and just open your mouth and start boasting in the Lord. I know there's a place for like, God, help, I don't know what I'm doing. There's a place for that, but I promise you, you're going to get more bang for your buck if you do this. And I'm not saying you do that to get it from the Lord, but it lines you up with his reality, and it takes you from there to here. You're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a text message. You're going to be in the middle of something in a relationship. You're going to be in something. You're going to click on your bank account. Your bill's going to come in. Something's going to happen that will trigger you like it's been triggering you and you are going to choose the holy spirit's going to hey 
boast. And then you walk through something and you become victorious like you never have been before in that thing. And then you get to see, kids are getting on to me for saying, oh my gosh. And so I'm like, mm. anyway, I had to take them to Sonic last week because I said it 10 times. That was the deal we had made. <clears throat> so you're going to go, wow, I, I just went through that. And I know what Larissa would have done. In fact, we've all seen what she would have done. And we all know, yeah, I know what I would have done. But something different happened. Same circumstance, maybe even the same outcome, but not same person. That you put me on the scale. And I'm looking like Jesus. Like I'm, we're always living in this reality, right? Where we've, we, he's our righteousness and we're completely clean before the father because of him. But we're also being brought into this looking like him, like in, in reality. We're being sanctified. I don't like that word. It sounds so religious, but do you understand what I'm saying? And it's where that gets proven, it gets proven, wow, I'm not, it's not, I know what I'm capable of, and I know what he just did. And then your boasting is bigger, and then you get to go through it in a new thing, yay. But it's this road that we go on because he's the way, and so we get all of our own flesh and all of our own junk and our own agreeing with the enemy's accusations or being condemned or, you know, there's no, no, what were we singing? No shadow he won't light up, no what mountain he won't climb up, no lie he won't kick down. You're getting through all of that and coming to this place. So I'm talking at you a lot. I want you to stand up. We're going to do it. Will you guys come up? We're going to actually do the thing. And we're going to get, can we just get real? We're going to get bold. We're, we might get weird. But if you didn't come here for something real to happen in your real life, I know you did. That's why you're here. So let's do that. And what I would like for you to do is take your thing and hold it like before him. Imagine it in your hands. And they're going to lead us, and we're going to boast in who he is in the middle of that. Don't focus on you. Don't focus on I will do this and I'm going to think about him. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he over that thing? Who is he? Is he a healer? Is he a redeemer? 
Is he a, a mender of a broken heart? Is he a provider? Who is he? Is he a shepherd? Is he a Lord? Is he the covenant king? Who is he? Who is he? He's got to become bigger in our realities than we are or than our issue is. I want you to just stay in that place. Stay in that place. And as you get it, I want you to open your mouth and keep declaring it until you sense that your heart that you've gone from this place down here to this place up here. Come on, you don't have to be nice about it. You might need to get violent about it. I don't know what you need. 